Rebecca, good to have you back. You made it. Got there and back. That's, I guess, good news, isn't it? it? Sounded like it was a little, like, you know, a little, little sputtery, little sputtery, little sputtery out of the gates, but you got there, huh? <laughs> you got there. Never mind, never mind. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of the first trip that we took. We pulled out and we got, like, just out of Melbourne, and then we're like, Shoot, I forgot all the bed in flies for the caravan. Do we go back or do do we do without them for six months? <laughs> so we drove back and instead of staying somewhere good, I think we stayed in like, I don't know, Kyabram or I was we were nowhere. <laughs> anyway, we started our trip out similarly. So anyway, we want to hear all about that. But yeah, good to have you you guys back. Matthew, you pumped for Camp No Fear this week? Come on. Come on, it's a, it's a good name. It's a good name. Fearless, hey, we need we need some more of that in the mix. Mm. So how are we doing? How are we traveling? It's good. You're practically early compared to some folks, so you're all good, man. That's like, that's early late. <laughs> Just joking. It's all good. It's, it's, it's better late than never, right? Something like that. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I, uh, I, um, I feel like it's, I feel like life's a bit of a push at the moment, you know, in some ways. I mean, it kind of always is, isn't it? I sort of, you know, it's weird. I was saying to somebody before church, I think Ben and Curtis, I was talking to, and I was saying, like, I feel like the world changed at the same time as um, we became parents. And so I find it really difficult, like, so COVID hit and the world kind of changed. You know, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot that's come on the back of this, you know, even even in a in a spiritual sense, you know, like, that's that's the truth if, if I mean, well, that's the truth as I would see it. And uh, sometimes I find it really hard to split out. What's like, what's like the, what's like the practical reality of my world and what is the spiritual reality of just about anybody's world. Do you know what I mean? Do you find that hard? Do you find that challenging? I mean, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe, you know, I, I think it's a dangerous thing to attribute the wrong source to where I am. Do you know what I mean? I think that can go both ways, to be honest. Like, there's a really, there's a really good book by a guy named Peter Scazzaro. Peter? Peter, I think. Peter Scazzaro. Huh? Pete? Pete? called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Has anybody read it? Just me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's basically talking about the state of over-spiritualizing things, attributing relational things or emotional things or experiential things to a spiritual source, or over-spiritualizing things. And, you know, we can be guilty of that as Christians. Like, you know, everything is a, everything is an attack or everything is, you know, I'm... You know, in, in particular in, you know, Christian leadership, you know, it can be like, there's such a big call and purpose on my life that darkness would pursue, pursue such an opposition to it that my wife would be mean, you know? It's like, you know, that essentially it's what he's addressing in this book to go like, my wife is 
blaming me for things because there is a call of God on my life and I'm so important to the world. You know, that's an over-spiritualization of things, right? You know, like when somebody at home is saying, hey, could we have a chat? Stop, please, have a, have a chat. Nothing bad's going to come from that. That's, that's a, you know, well, you know, anyway. We'll go down that track. We'll go down that track. But, but I feel like maybe we're kind of on the other end of the spectrum around here as like a, as a crew, like maybe we're not at risk of like over-spiritualizing. Maybe we are those who are at risk of under-spiritualizing. Do you think that could be potentially true? What if you're not just tired? What if you're not just sick? What if you're not just having a bad week? What if it isn't just your parenting journey? You know? I mean, do we have a grid for that? How do we assess that? How do we understand that? How do you have room for that in your world? What are you facing? Is this just anxiety? Is this just a down day? How do you know? How do you know? Have we got answers? I feel like we need some. I mean, for me, I don't know about you, but we all have our own disposition in this. Like, when I get... Um, sick, like physically sick, like I'm a physical person, I'm an emotional person, and I'm a spiritual person. That's kind of how I would separate myself out, you know, kind of three parts of me. And when I, I, I'm not the best, I'm, I'm really pretty good at emotional connection. I'm probably like a little bit tipping the scales on that end. Like, I know what I'm feeling on any given day in any given moment. And if you asked me, or if you picked up on something that I wasn't aware of, I'd probably be able to pretty quickly connect with, you know, what was going on in that moment, put words to it, or, you know, like I'm pretty emotionally connected individual. Some people aren't. Putting words to emotions is a really difficult thing for some people, right? Like, you know, and when I met Leela, I was like, what are you feeling? And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, what are you feeling? Something's going on. She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, you have to know. You're feeling it. I don't know what I'm feeling. No, come on. Put, try. Put words to it. She starts, starts crying. She starts getting angry. She's so frustrated. I don't know what you want from me. I'm like, I want you to tell me what you're feeling. And it was like Lila's hadn't practiced, you know, emotional connection. And, and now, oh, you know, it's like if you could, if it was a tap and you could turn it off or turn it down, you might, you know. Now it's like, now there's a lot of feelings, isn't there? Yeah, we yeah. broke. Oh, shoot. Okay. All right. Just I'll take a deep breath for Leela. <laughs> but anyways, anyways. But for me, like, I, I can struggle to be a bit physically connected. I'm, I'm less apt in identifying, you know, where I'm at physically. So sometimes when I get sick, I'll be like, oh, I'm really down. Or I'm really tired. And it's like, well, I'm not, maybe I'm not down. Maybe I'm just sick. Leela's like, I think you're just sick. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Am I sick? Am I not sick? Like, Leo's like, don't you just know if you're sick? And I'm like, uh, sometimes I guess I don't, you know. But okay, so that's like, you know, physical, emotional. What about spiritual? You know, what kind of terms do we have? Or what kind of capacity do we have? Or what kind of ability do we have to determine where we're at spiritually or what we're facing spiritually? And I think now more than ever, this is a crucial and essential capacity for us to be growing in. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll say it even more strongly. I don't think we're going to make it unless we mature in our ability to assess spiritual reality. I don't think we're going to make it. 
I don't think we'll last or I don't think we'll get there. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, let's turn to scripture so that we at least know that we're talking about something, you know, that Jesus had in mind when, when he spoke to us. But in John chapter 3, verse 3 to 8, uh, he's talking to Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is basically going like, hey, we can tell that you're God because you're like doing miracles, but, you know, what's up with, with you? You know, he's a, a Pharisee, a religious leader of the time, and he's questioning Jesus. Jesus says to him, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, Unless a person is born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? He can't enter his mother's womb for a second time and be born, can he? Well, yeah, that's a bibliographic picture, but let's just go with no, he can't. He's picking up, oh, but yeah, anyway. Jesus answered, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. The physical is merely physical. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be surprised that I've told you, you must be born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it's coming from and where it's going. So it is with everyone who's born of the spirit. What's born of the flesh is flesh, and what's born of the Spirit is spirit. Now, if you've accepted Christ into your life, you have been given spiritual rebirth, new life in Christ. This is, this is like the fundamentals of, of our faith, is you no longer are just a physical being. You know, uh, John Eldridge puts this, he says, you know, we're amphibious. That's what he says, you know, like beings, you know, like creatures, critters that can, you know, live underwater uh, or live on land, like a frog is amphibious, right? Aren't they? Yeah, amphibious. I was making sure I picked the right animal. I'm like, oh, do they? They're definitely on land. But anyways, so they have a capacity to live in two different environments. And he's saying, you know, those of us who are born of Christ live in two environments. We live in a physical world. That which is born of flesh is flesh. You have been given a flesh-given life. When you become born of the Spirit, you don't lose your flesh life. You're no longer a physical being. You're a physical being. You still experience things physically. You still experience things emotionally. You have a flesh life. That flesh life still has desires. It has ambition. It has a plan. You know, we, what is born of the flesh is flesh, but what is born of the spirit is spirit. You are also born of the spirit. You're now amphibious. You've been given an, a, a new life and a new capacity to walk in and live in a spiritual reality and a spiritual realm. And, and, and it's like, that, that's a wonderful gift. It's a wonderful gift that you've been brought to new spiritual life, and our, our, our whole experience of God is, is, comes to us through the Spirit-given life, right? Like, it, it, it is born of the Spirit, manifests itself into the natural. You know, it, it's like everything that comes from the Spirit only exists in the natural when that which is of flesh proclaims it, states it, puts it out there, Right? In, in some way, shape, or form. You know, we, it's the call of our life is to partner with the things of the Spirit, to offer our lives to God, that the things of the unseen would become seen, that the kingdom of God would be on earth as it is in heaven. It's already in heaven. That's the spirit realm, right? So spiritually, heaven exists in its fullness, but doesn't exist in the natural in its fullness. But how do we see the kingdom of God come on earth? 
We become people who walk in the Spirit, receive the kingdom of God, and partner with the ways of heaven on earth, and then the kingdom of God begins to exist in the natural. Right? We're not waiting for him to do something. We're not waiting for him to click his fingers. He already did it. It exists. And we've been called to walk in the things of the Spirit. And our life, our natural flesh living life on earth is meant to emulate the kingdom of God, partner with it. Right? We are both spirit and flesh. Okay. Now, what we know is that there's a battle. Right? Are you true? Have you heard that before? There's a battle. You're in a spiritual battle. Your battle is not against flesh and blood. Okay. So you're called to fight. What are you fighting for? Are you fighting? Is it a fight? Where's the fight? And if there is a fight, what are you fighting for? What is it we're fighting for? Have you got a... What is it? What would it be? What are some ideas? What are we fighting for? What comes to mind? You could write wrong. doesn't matter. Sure, Spirit of God might overcome the fleshly desires. Welcome to the conversation, Luke. It's good to meet you today. Thanks for chiming in. This is Luke, everyone. Luke found us through uh, Belinda Shaughnessy, who's actually never been here. <laughs> so crazy. Well, welcome, Belinda, to the podcast. We hope you're catching us this week. Blessings to you and your home. <laughs> Anyways, that's cool. Yeah, yeah that the Spirit of God might overtake, that, 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 that our partnership with the things of the Spirit might be greater than our partnership with the things of the flesh, that my life might be lived unto spirit things, not flesh things. Sure, that's a, that's a fight. That's a battle. Well, so we, what are we fighting for? Peace. What else? Yep, go, Steve. You give her. Fighting against the wrong spirits. Well, that, yeah. Yeah. That 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 which is spirit could be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. And some of that is what we're fighting against, isn't it? Some of that's what we're fighting against. But if you're going to enter into a battle and fight against something, so we're fighting against the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness preys upon the flesh nature. So we're battling against our own flesh and the work that darkness has to leverage our flesh that our, we would take our lives for ourselves, that we would deny God, that we would deny God. That is the sole objective of darkness, that we would separate from God and deny his way in our life. That's his goal. That's, his, that's what we're fighting against, ultimately, that evil would not have its way, that darkness would not prevail, that light and life would... That's what we're fighting against. But what are you fighting for? Why enter into the fight? You need a reason. You need a why. Nobody goes to battle without a why. Nobody goes without a reason. Why fight? Why? So you can be a good person, so you can do the right thing, so you can get to heaven. What is it? What are we fighting for? Why fight? Yeah? The kingdom, that it would be real here on earth that there would be another way. Because it's like, this world sucks. This has hurt me, this is damaging, this is destructive. Evil can't be the, the greatest force that something else would live. Yeah, that's good, I like that. Well, so what else are we fighting for? That we're not, living in a fog. not living in a fog, yeah. So that we see, so that truth rules. 
so that what's really real is apparent to us. Yeah, I like that. I like that. What else? Joy? Joy? Yeah. 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 Welcome. <laughs> Apparently, there's no closers on the doors anymore. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I think we need. I think we need to be reminded what we're fighting for. I think we need to value something so that we will fight. I think right now in my life, I'm fighting to fight. I'm in a fight to fight. It's like I'm fighting to have a reason to fight. I'm, I'm battling against something that would say it's not worth it. I'm, and, and I need to be reminded of a purpose, of a reason, that, there, that, that it matters. Actually, that, that there is a reason to fight. Because I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm sleep deprived. I'm stressed. You know, that stuff happens in life, right? But it's like, why fight? What does it matter? What does it matter if I don't fight this week? What's lost? What if I don't fight this month? What if I just give up on the fight altogether? Because right now, that is the main objective of the enemy, is to guess to give up on a fight. And it is a fight right now. I think ultimately, ultimately, everything flows from a life of love with God. And I think ultimately what I'm fighting for is to both live in and live for a life of love. Yeah, that's the kingdom of God. That's darkness over, that's light overcoming darkness. That's the kingdom of God coming and being built. It's like, I want to, I want to, I want to live and know my God. You know, it's, you know, Curtis grabbed this verse this morning. It's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. You know, I love giving Curtis credit for things. That's mostly what I do around here. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, you know, Kurt, Curtis, what? Maybe a little sarcasm in that, a little cheeky comment. But anyway, yeah, Curtis got this verse this morning and was sharing it with me. I thought, yeah, you know, Curtis and I both woke up this morning going, what's the purpose? I wrote it as the first line in my journal this morning. I said to Curtis, well, what, what are you feeling for church this morning? He goes, what's the purpose? And I was like, oh, shoot, okay, well, maybe there's something in that. And he said, well, but I got a verse about it. I was like, well, always good to have a question and an answer. And so this really came out of that search for Curtis, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he had prearranged and made ready for us. That's what we're fighting for. That's what we're fighting for. That I would know that I am his creation, that he is my God, that I am on a path of purpose, that my life counts, that he loves me and I love him. And this path that I'm on is one that he has purpose, that he has carved out, that this life I live is prearranged by him and I'm on it and nothing's pushing me from it. I'm fighting for that. I want to fight for that. I need to be reminded of that purpose. That's what we're fighting for. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 6, it says, For though we walk in the flesh as mortal men, we are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of man. The weapons of our warfare are not physical 
weapons of flesh or blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. For we are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ, being ready to punish every act of disobedience when, our, when your own obedience as a church is complete. It's like we're, we're seeking to live in a true knowledge of God that would lead us to a life of complete obedience to him. And our spiritual battle is against the things that would thwart that, that would come against that, that would push us off of that. Proud thoughts and deceptive arguments and and he's saying our weapons, they're not flesh and these are not like logical weapons. And, and okay, it's, it's, it's like looping back around. You are spiritual. You stepped into this. You stepped into this. And, and you know, I, I really like this. I heard it. I, th- I think it's, I don't know. I heard, I heard it this week. But it basically said, you will find out how spiritual something is when you start to address it spiritually. Because it comes like, you know, kind of quiet, kind of soft. Like, it's like, oh, you know, I mean, let's, let's be real. Like, maybe it's like I wake up with like a crashing headache. I mean, do we have a, do we have a grid for a, a spiritually driven headache? Is that a possibility? Well, sure it is. Well, I'm not saying every headache is some kind of spiritual problem. You know, can we, can we wake up in a spiritual downness, an oppression? Can we, can we get caught in a spiritual tiredness? Can things physically play out? Okay, what about emotionally? Can things emotionally play out? Can I wake up defeated or discouraged? And that not actually be mine, but that be some kind of foul spirit seeking to get me to give up? Can I imagine my day through a lens of uh, purposelessness that's spiritually driven? Do, Do you know what I mean? Well, how do we know the difference? These are, the, these are the fortresses that, that, that these tools are powerful in tearing down. These aren't physical fortresses that are going to get torn down. The things that are going to get torn down are the things which are creating destruction and division and separation from God in our lives. And, and, if, and if we can't begin in our journey, and we can't get, please don't, please let's not become over-spiritualized people that lose touch with reality and human beings. Yeah, every argument that you have with a person that you love is not a spiritual stronghold, right? Right? Like some of it's just your junk. Some of it's just life. Some of it's just tiredness. There's truth to that. But, you know, like I've, Leela and I have been experiencing uh, attack on marriage. Maybe you have. Maybe you have. It comes up quick, out of nowhere. I, was, I told this story before, but it was a while ago. I was driving along in the car, Leela and I. I don't know. We had some little conversation at the sink and while I was brushing my teeth. And it wasn't like anyone said anything wrong. I think Leela said, oh, you don't seem okay this morning. I was like, oh, I felt great. I got up a journal. I'm doing all right, aren't I? And anyway, and then we carried on in a conversation. Then we got in the car in a conversation. This thing started exacerbating. I'm like, I'm unhappy. I'm dissatisfied. I'm like, whoa, these confessions are coming out of my own mouth. And I was like, wait, 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 stop, Leela. Stop. I need to stop. I need to stop. Please, please, please. You know, like things were escalating. I was like, I wasn't trying to end an argument. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even think this is true. Like, wait a second, can I just like connect in here for a second? I don't feel this way. This is not how I feel in life. This is not what's going on for me. This is not how I feel toward you. I was like, can we just pray for a minute? Stop. It's like there, there is 
natural flesh life relational things that are going on but there is a spiritual force of destruction that wants to make our lives miserable it wants to tire you out wear you down get you to give up get you separated from god get you against people who are for your spirit-filled life he's not going to stop and in fact it's it's exacerbating because it matters you know it, it matters and so you know we we are those who who walk both in a natural life and a spiritual life. And I think in this season of God's church, we've got to become familiar with that which comes against me in a spirit channel and that which comes against what comes at me in a spiritual channel. So how do we address it? What are the tools that we've been given that are so powerful for the destruction of, of, of forces? What are they? What do we use? I mean, we can, do, you just, uh, we can do nothing outside of Jesus Christ in this space. So your first and most fundamental tool is, can I find him in this moment? If you can't, well, you start fighting against the thing that's keeping you from him. You know, when you're in the middle of an argument with your spouse and you can't find Jesus, you know something's present that shouldn't be present. In fact, you know, if you're raising your voice and swearing at somebody, I 100% guarantee you're out of tilt. Stop, pause. Nothing good's going to come from this. Do you know what I mean? Find Jesus and reassess. What's going on here? Help me see. Oh, you're being a dipstick. Okay, well, that's not spiritual. That's you. He'll help you. Oh, something's, something's come in. Okay, well, let's deal with that. Let's deal with that. But it's like, you know, Jesus holds the solution for everything which comes against our union with him. And union with him is under attack. In every sense, in every context, in every space and place where it can get a hold of us, it's coming for us. And we've got to become those who become familiar with that which resists, refuses, breaks, pushes aside. And we can't become spiritual nutters, but we've got to step into a channel that says, no, I'm not having it. My unseen world is reserved for union with Christ and love. I'm not taking a ministry of fear. I'm not taking a ministry of despair. I'm not taking a ministry of anger and strife. These are not things I'm partnering with in my spiritual life. Those are things that most weeks want to flow towards my life. I don't know, what, I don't know how it's affecting you, but I guarantee in some way, shape, or form it is. And, and, and we, we need to become those who can pull into our union with Christ and refuse, resist, break off get out. And some of this has been long-standing. Some of this is going to show you the footholds and the strongholds in your life that have been there for as long as you can remember. And this is what puts them on notice. When we begin to attend to that which is spiritual, we begin to refuse that which is coming from a spirit of darkness, our, uh, the, the permissions get put on notice. And we might need some help with that. Hey, I've tried praying. It's not working. Hey, I've tried asking Jesus to break. I've tried forgiveness. This isn't working. I've tried breaking judgments. I've tried restoring things with Jesus. I've tried taking responsibility and repenting. I've tried, I've tried uh, re reducing and eliminating the sin in my life, and it's not working. Whoa, come on. Let's get after it. Let's become a family of people that begin to resist and refuse the ministry of darkness and step into light. Let's come along inside each other in the pursuit of that, recognizing, assessing, and becoming aware of that which is being ministered from spirit to spirit. And let's make room in our lives only for that which flows from light and life. You know, the good news, I, I think this battle is ultimately about love. And, and our whole existence is a flow, right? Like, you didn't give yourself life. Where did it come from? You didn't, you didn't choose to be who you were. That was given to you. You are in a flow, 
you are in a flow and we are still partnering with a flow of life. And when what is coming from my life looks like nothing like the love of Jesus, I didn't ask myself what I'm receiving. Well, what am I partnering with here? What is flowing in my life? You know, it's a, it's a great test. It's a great test. What is flowing through my life? And the battle against love in our lives is real and prevalent and powerful today. You know, I was talking to someone just this weekend and they were going like, like, what is it? You know, why, why? You know, this was a, this is a person who works for us in, in camps and they were going like, you guys just have like, you know, such a heart for people and you just want to see kids loved and offered safety. Like, where does that come from? And I said, I said to this person who's not a Christian, I said, well, I feel like I'm just trying to imitate what's been, uh, what's been given to me by a God who has a life for me that's beyond my imagination. I'm just trying to be the love that I'm experiencing. I've been one who's been protected and provided for, who's been established, who's been called out, who's been spoken well of by a father who's proud of me. And it's like, I'm just trying to emulate that. That's all we're called to do. But everything of darkness comes against that flow. And the more that we step into it, the more of that we face. And that shouldn't discourage us. She just let us rise in courage. You know, Romans chapter 8, verse 37, I'm ending with this. Romans chapter 8, verse 37 to 39 says, Yet in all these things, you know, it's, it's, gone, it's, it's gone through a whole list of things, you know, that come against the life in Christ or the things we may suffer, the things that may be difficult, or the things you might find challenging, you think blah, 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 blah. And he goes, yeah, in all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us so much that he died for us. For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present and threatening nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is your safe place. That is what darkness is seeking to separate you from. Paul's saying nothing can separate you from the love of God. There is nothing so strong or so powerful. And so often we hear this voice, this, sorry, this verse quoted about the things you do. You know, your sin can't. The thing, you know, it's like nothing can separate you from the love of God. No, no, no. This is a spiritual declaration that's saying there is nothing in the spiritual realm which has power permission to separate you from the love of God unless you give it. And so it's like, that is what we're fighting for, that I would live in, that I would know, and that I would emulate the love of God for all of my days. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yes, it feels like this is hard to put your hands on some days, but who cares? No one said it had to be easy. It's like the love of God is worth fighting for. The presence of God in our lives is worth the fight. And it's like today, I feel like I'm being called to fight to fight. I'm fighting to fight. It's like, oh, I just want to give up. Was it, oh, was it really going to matter? If, I'll just take a week off of journaling or God time. or I'll just check out the movies or just jump on something. I'll just distract myself from what's going on. Oh, that's, I've lost the fight. That's, that's me 10 steps behind. It's like, man, if we're trying to climb a mountain, I don't want to take 10 steps back to go back and look at the part I've already seen. I want to keep going. And that's a fight today, at least for me. So anyway, that's the thoughts I've got today is uh, the love of God is worth fighting for. Uh, you're in a battle. And, and it's, it's not just all about what you're fighting against. 
it is about what you're fighting for. And it's like, we have to be those who believe that the love of God in our life is worth it, that his kingdom coming among us is worth it, or we won't enter into it. And it's like, I, I, mean, I don't talk like this all that often, but it's like, church, it's time to fight. It's time to fight. Fight for your home. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your kids. Fight for your church. Fight for your call. Fight for your purpose that the love of God would rule on earth in your life, in your home, in your soul, and beyond. That's the thoughts today. Hey, let's jump into some groups and talk about this. You know, just threes or fours. Just have a bit of a chat about, you know, where are we at on the spectrum of recognizing that we are spiritual and that this is a spiritual fight? And, and have I got a passion to fight for something or do I need some restoration in that space? Like that's kind of the pocket we're in here. So, all right, let's, let's jump into it and have a chat, threes or fours, or just gather up. You know, I think, I think I just, I just, just want to end with a comment that I made on the way through that you know, I really think that this isn't like an optional module for the mature. I think it's a survival tool for the believer. You know, I think this is our path to, to, to standing. I think it's, I think it is the call of God to his church that we would, uh, yeah, rise in our capacity to identify the, the reality of what's going on. And, you know, we, we you know, and the, and the more that we step into it, the, the, the um, you know, sometimes we can feel like we don't want to open our eyes to it because it feels like it increases it. Um, yeah, and that, and that can be the truth, to be, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's like if, if we feel like life has no spiritual battle in it, it might be forcing us to ask the question of, you know, if we're tuned, if we're tuned into it in any way, shape or form. And once you tune into it, um, it's not just that you discover what's spiritual in your world that's coming against you. It's that, you know, at times that can increase in its capacity. And yeah, I think for those who... Uh, desire for the love of God to rule in our homes, in our lives, that the kingdom of God would come on earth. This is the path, and we've been given everything that we need. You know, when we claim the reality of the verse in Romans chapter 8, it's like there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. There is nothing more powerful. There is nothing stronger. Our victory is in Him, and there is nothing that can cause the love of God to be shrunk in our lives when we claim the truth of His reality. And it's like, let's check into it. Let's let, let's let the things of the Spirit rise. Don't give up don't give in like fight to fight let's fight to fight fight to fight for the things of God to become more evident more real more apparent and more uh, dominating in the lives that we live so yeah awesome.